You are entering a space of thoughts and jokes, of echoes and analysis, a stopover from sense, a sojourn from sincerity, the cross-section between entertainment and bewilderment, a limitless void of laughter and curses from which few escape. You've just crossed the border into the spooky spot. Welcome to the spooky spot. My name is Jess. I'm Liz. And uh, here on the Spooky Spot, we watch anthology shows and listen to a dog chewing on a bone. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I really don't know if it gets picked up by the mic. I'm not sure. But if well, you hear it, that's what she's doing. We tried to get her in the other room, but God forbid she's more than 10 feet from me. Mm. She'll die if she leaves <laughs> you. <laughs> Unless it's on her own terms. If she wants to be in the kitchen, it's okay. But, but if we ask her, hell no. Hell no. It's like I'm chopping her foot off. We're gonna chop her feet off later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Today, in the spooky spot, we watched episode 10 of The Twilight Zone, Judgment Night. I don't really have anything to say beforehand. Let's just jump into it. Start the show, everybody. Rock on. <laughs> Kind of slightly buzzed Jess likes to just, you know, say some random thing sometimes. Sorry, guys. Had three cocktails, three cocktails, three, three cocktails at dinner and then like two glasses of wine at three home. Three cocktails. Three cocktails, yeah. My brand. <laughs> For my three eyes. Yeah. 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 I don't know what image you all have had of me beforehand, <laughs> but, uh. I have three eyes. <laughs> so adjust your image accordingly. So jot that down. Jot that down. I have three eyes, but the third one is not where you think it would be. Ooh, don't say that on the internet. <laughs> oh, boy. No, that's pretty good. I like it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you got three eyes, and you know, one of them's randomly on your body. Let's start the show. It's somewhere. All right, let's rock and roll. <laughs> uh, so this episode opens up with a uh, a ship drifting slowly in the fog. Ooh. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, As they do. Yeah, you know, like they do. The opening narration tells us that this is the Queen of Glasgow from Britain, and uh, her age is indeterminate. <laughs> Which makes a lot more sense, having seen the episode once. Yeah. You know, not to give away spoilers, because I got in trouble for giving away spoilers last week. Um, no, I just thought the one last week was, you know, bigger than usual. Okay. Well, also spoilers this week would be bigger than usual, so I guess I just won't give those away. Yeah, but this episode's boring, so we can give them away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert, it's y'all. It's boring. Spoiler alert, y'all, this episode's kind of boring. And the ship is heading from Liverpool to New York. One thing the ship's logs never note is the amount of fear that people have. (laughs) That sweeps upon the decks like so much fog. And we see in this opening few shots that there's a man on the deck huddled up, staring off into the fog. And the narration tells us that it's 1942, which, you know, puts us smack dab in World War II. Right in the middle. And the ship is 
sailing along and it's fallen away from its convoy, thus putting it in danger of U-boats. And it has a severe premonition of death. About it. Same. True. Death? Death. 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 Oh, fuck. I haven't watched that in forever. Oh, boy. Go, just go yes. watch... Hey, just go watch the producers rather than watching this episode. <laughs> honestly. Honestly. Honestly? doesn't matter if it's the old or the new one. Just go watch one. Just go watch the producers. Actually, I don't... It's probably not in the original, so they wouldn't get the joke if they watched the original one. I've watched the original one. I don't remember if it was in it. I feel like it's a Will Ferrell original. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he probably put a lot of his own random-ass jokes in there. Possibly. I don't remember. The man standing out on the deck turns away from the rail, and there's a porthole just on in the ship. The first officer calls out and says, Hey, put that out. There's a light on the salon. Put it out. Hey, you're going dark, buddy. Hey, it's a blackout, so the Germans can't see us, guy. (laughs) They close the shutter on that. The Mater D, or steward, or whoever he is. I don't know, we never get a... Uh, he's just a dude. A proper designation for this dude. Uh, the steward comes out and tells the uh, deck man that they're almost done serving dinner, so he better come inside if he wants to eat. And so they go into the salon, and when you open the door to the salon, the lights go out inside while the door is open and then turn back on once the door is closed. And I feel like if this were a different story, that would be an apt time for a murder. Yeah, that'd yeah. be sick. Oh, God, I wish this was... Especially, just leave the door open, you'd be black forever. Yeah, just yeah. leave the door open for, like, five minutes, and then suddenly somebody's dead. Mm-hmm. Damn, that'd be mm-hmm. a good-ass story. But that's not what happens here. Nope. People just walk in and out all stupid-like. It doesn't even get used for, like... Nope. Upping the tension or anything when the light's gone and off. I don't nope. know. It's just a, a normal part of life. During World War Two for the Britons, the whole blackout thing. Yeah. I think looking back at it from the future, we think it's a lot more tense than it, like, was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They just shut off all the lights so the Germans couldn't find them, which seems kind of childish in <laughs> retrospect. <laughs> but okay. Like a cockroach. <laughs> oh, they can't get us if they don't see us, chap! So the Mater D crosses over to uh, pull out the man's chair for him, but he goes along behind the table and picks up a doll that a little girl has dropped because there's a family from another table leaving the salon. This exchange is just here to establish that A, there are children on board this ship, yeah, and B, that this man is courteous and kind, that he'll pick up a child's drop doll. It's kind of awkwardly paced because he doesn't say anything about it, but... Okay. A man from the table where his seat is, uh, stands up and he's like, hey, are you Mr. Lancer? Thank Christ we get a name, because this is like, we go four minutes in this episode without saying anybody's name. Yeah. And he's like, yeah? It's like, all right, I'm Jerry Potter. I'm a wizard. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> the name's just ruined. Any name that rhymes with Harry and the last name Potter, just wrecked. Wrecked. Okay, but where's Harry Potter on this on this ship? This is a very... All of World War II was a big muggle thing to do, <laughs> so, like, the wizards weren't concerned with it at all. I hate him. It's... Oh, God. The lack of intersection between, like, 
her whole wizarding thing and the real world is just a bunch of garbage. What uh, what did she say in the newest movie? I don't even know. Because it's right... She won't stop saying things. <laughs> J.K. Rowling won't stop saying things. I'm going to come out here. <laughs> I'm going to step out and say... J.K. Rowling won't stop saying shit. But you were saying? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, in the in the new movie, the Fantastic Beasts, and you know where to find them. It's right, not right after, maybe a couple, a year or two at most, maybe like right after World War One. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if this is if what I'm remembering if it was actually. Real or made up because it was it worked. It's probably made up because it's dumb. I mean, I mean, no, I mean it's probably real because it's dumb. Um, <laughs> that like wizards had like a choice, and some of them did go through with the war. And it's like, so you just fought with a gun like a normal human. You didn't okay. use any magic, really, <laughs> really. Lord. You didn't just you know help a lot of people. You didn't save a bunch of lives, really. Okay, you just let them die. Cool. British um, wizards didn't care about Nazis in any way, shape, yeah. or form. Like, well, with the new Harry Potter movies. It's it's a little after World War One, and then since she's already planned, I think five of them. So many. I think I haven't looked into it in a long time mm. since the hype went down. Mm. Even before, even with, even before the new ones were even thought of, when it was just Harry Potter, like this history was still here in the same timeline, mm-hmm. and so it lines up with uh, the big big bad Grindelwald wizard dude. Yeah, you know, happening the same time as World War Two. <laughs> I can't believe Grindelwald was worse than Hitler. <laughs> yeah, so I, 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 know, I, I can't believe someone would like substitute an evil wizard as that, but I think she's gonna try. Oh god! As like a big world event for the wizards instead of you know what actually happened. instead of wizard Nazis, which I'm sure there were. Oh yeah, like wizard supremacists, like a hundred percent. I mean, that's what the fucking Death Eaters were. Yes, no? Yeah, that's that, that chick in the pink. She was a purist. Is it a purist? Yeah, it's like yeah. pure bloodist. Yeah, umbrage. Chick in the pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so good at this. 100%. Um, I can't wait for you to read those books. Uh, for, us, for us to do another podcast on it. Uh, where I have to read those books again and you read them for the first time. Yeah. Way to call me out on the internet for not reading Harry Potter. I, listen. And being a millennial. <laughs> Listen, it's not actually that important. <laughs> like, Harry Potter's not that great. <laughs> I I still, I tried to read it when I was a kid. Couldn't get into it. And then, like, I'd seen, like, three movies. And I'm like, oh, I'll just watch the rest of the movies and I'll read them. And now it's been, you know, years after the movies. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> it, be, it be like that sometimes. <laughs> I guess. It's fine. I don't judge you. You're not really missing out on that much. I, and I, with... I don't know, my sister, Becca, read all of them, mm-hmm. and she knows a lot about them, and then she had a friend who also was super into them. A lot of her friends were. And so just association with them and watching the movie so many times, and mm-hmm. I've read up on some of my own stuff, like charms and curses and stuff, because yeah, yeah. it blows my mind. I know a good chunk to have a conversation with someone, and they not know that I'm getting by in life just fine. I mean, all you really need to know to converse with any kind of millennial is what house you're in, so... Oh, I barely know. I mean, what what do you think you are? Well, no, I what know... Do you think you are, I man? know everyone would classify me as a Slytherin, but I also, I'm like, I'm like, also Listen, kind of a Hufflepuff. Yeah, like, it's... 
It's what do you feel like you are in your soul. Yeah. Like, it's not what other people think that you are. I just know I'm super not a Ravenclaw. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> I am the furthest, furthest thing from that. Okay. And okay. I know that. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, since I didn't read the books, and, like, I don't have... Well, it was mainly Gryffindor-centric, mm-hmm. but... So I don't have, like, different descriptions of different people in different houses that she might have put... Yeah. To associate, be like, oh, I'm just like that. No, I got nothing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Slytherin is basically about. We're already so off track. Um, <laughs> honestly, I blame a fucking character being called Jerry Potter. Like, yeah. you'd think we wouldn't go off track. <laughs> Stop listening if you don't want to hear about Harry Potter, frankly. We won't talk about it too much. It's true. You wait for that side podcast where we just talk about Harry Potter. And we're not going to talk nice about Harry Potter. No, <laughs> I ain't gonna talk about nice about Harry Potter. You won't be nice, and I I'll just trash and be like, "Why they do this?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We got opinions. We got opinions. So Slytherin is about ambition. Uh, is like the, kind of the positive aspect of their whole house. That's, that's not what I is like. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'll cut people's throats, but it's because I want something. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm out to do what's right for me. I'll be sly about it. And then, you know, Griffin and Dor is about bravery. Griffin and Dor. Griffin and... <laughs> yes! The Griffin and the Dor. They're about, you know, bravery. Ravenclaw is about... I read a lot of books. I'm a fucking nerd. <laughs> and, uh... Hufflepuff is literally everybody else. Yeah, so, like, yeah. A lot of people... Okay, listen. Yeah? I got a lot of Hufflepuff opinions. Okay. Because I'm a Hufflepuff. Yeah? Because... People talk shit about them. Yeah. But it's a house that values kindness. Yeah. And fairness. Yeah. So, like, it's good. Yeah, I'm all about being fair. It's a good, kind, and fair, and just house. And, like, people are like, hey, Hufflepuffs, they just like to, you know, you're just hanging around. (laughs) You You just eat all day being lazy. You just eat all day and get high. It's like, no. Yeah. This is about justice and equality more than the bravery or the ambition or the smarts. None of that shit means nothing if you're not kind. Yeah. If you're not good and just, then bravery doesn't mean shit. Cedric Diggory died for our sins. <laughs> Listen. My boy! <laughs> that's my boy! <laughs> I'm not a Harry Potter fucker. Nope. But... Ambition and bravery and smarts don't mean shit if you're not a good person. Like fucking Hufflepuff for life. Um, next. Next. <laughs> there we go. I put an interstitial in right there. So Jerry Potter. That's like in Brooklyn where he goes off on etymology. You're like, apparently that's a trigger for me. <laughs> So in a world <laughs> where, where words mean nothing, where Harry Potter houses mean nothing, <laughs> and you can just say whatever you want and call it Gryffindor behavior, <laughs> fucking. <sighs> so Lancer was supposed to sit with them at dinner, but he didn't show up. Yeah. So, you know, Jerry's going to. Take him in and be like, hey, come on, come sit with us. And he's like, uh, and no thanks, I'm not hungry. So the major is like, hey, you want some coffee? And she, he's like, yeah, okay, fine, I'll have some coffee. So I'll, I'll sit at the table. Our good friend Jerry here introduces the other two people sitting at the table. And it's 
uh, Major Devereaux and his secretary, Miss Stanley, whose first name we never find out, so I might just call her Stanley for the rest of the episode. She's, she's Stanley. <laughs> Excelsior! <laughs> Your name is Excelsior now. Okay, so Miss Excelsior. I wish she was in the episode more, just so we could say it more. Just so I had more excuses to say Miss Excelsior. Um, or she could become an OC real quick. Mm. <laughs> no, no, no. She not, she not OC potential. I'm not feeling it. Okay. It's a good name, but I'm not feeling it for her. All right, we'll find something else for Miss Excelsior. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Excelsior. Excelsior. <laughs> So Miss Stanley asks, uh, you know, whether Lancer here is heading to home or away from home. And man, he talks so slow. And that's one of my main problems yeah. with this episode is how slow all of his discovery is. I, I think they did do it, I think, on purpose just because he's like, you know, the memories are slowly coming back. And I'm like, come on, though. No. Yeah, it gets to a point where it's like... He overacts it sometimes. Come on, let's speed it up a little bit. And he's like, uh, I'm going away from home. Jerry ex- explains that he plays this fucking sad ass game where he tries to figure <laughs> out what people look like and what they do <laughs> based purely on their names. Which is, Jerry, it's sad. Well, Jerry, you're a wizard, so. I know what you look like already. You're a wizard, Jerry. I can't believe you look like... He's a lizard. He's a lizard. He looks like a poor man's John Goodman, actually. Kinda, yeah. Like, a little bit. He's like, yeah, I thought you were some old language professor from Oxford or whatever. And it's like, Jerry, come on. (laughs) And suddenly the the lights go out and the the captain comes into the salon. And he comes by and he's like, hey! What, what's up? I just came to say hello. He's like, I, yeah, I, I stayed up on the bridge because we got this awful fog, so I thought I should hang out up there and make sure everything's good. Major Devereaux asks if they can maybe find the convoy soon or if they're in sight. And the captain's like, Haha, no. <laughs> the fog. The fog, my man. I can't see shit. <laughs> They'd have to be, uh, like, right there. And then I could maybe catch up with them. Yes, yeah, sure. Maybe. Devereaux. <laughs> Idiot. The, the fuck do you do? Idiot. <laughs> I wish the captain was actually that sassy. God. If the captain was that sassy, it'd be a much better episode. So much better. Uh, and so the captain says, yeah, maybe we can catch up to them tomorrow. Like when the sun is up. And so Devereaux's like, oh man, I'm just worried that like a German wolf pack will catch up with us. So the wolf pack is a a real German mm-hmm. marine like formation of a group of submarines that He's travel together. German marine, yeah. Mean, uh, a Kriegsmarine, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Shouts to Mark, who also speaks German. <laughs> um, <laughs> the literal German term for it is a a Wolfsrude, which is also means wolf pack. So literally, we're just gonna say wolf pack. But Rude? Wolfsrudel. Rudel. E-L or A-L? Uh, like if, if R-U-D-E-L. Yeah, Rudel. 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 You have to make the R sounds mean, though. And so, <laughs> I think it's so funny that they called it a wolf's pack, but, like, you couldn't find a water animal <laughs> no. that travels in a group no, no, to, to make it. 
to make this orcas term. Don't, orcas don't exist. Orcas, orcas don't exist. We don't know about them. We can't call it a, a, a whale pod, and we can't call it a school of fish, because that's not threatening. We don't know orcas exist and do that in and, a hunt. And sharks don't travel in a in a no. group. Orcas are fake. None of that. It's a, a Zevolfsrudel. <laughs> An ocean wolf pack. <laughs> Lancer just suddenly drops in and he's like, um, hey, actually, a wolf pack wouldn't go after a single ship. Uh, they travel after, you know, the convoy movement. Oh, hey, guess so, what? You're wrong. Yeah. He's like, you got nothing to worry about because you're a single ship who lost the convoy. You have to worry about one ship coming to get you. <laughs> and they will come get you. And they will. <laughs> and so... The look on the captain's face is like, um... Okay. Okay, yeah, you know, that's... I wasn't paranoid before, but I sure as fuck am now! He's like, that sure is a funny thing to just say out loud in a group of people. Great anecdote, Carl. Yeah, he's like, how do you know that? And so Jerry pipes up and he's like, oh man... I'd rather a battleship just come get us, because, you know, that you can see coming from a mile away, rather than a submarine slinking off, you know, underwater. Actually! <laughs> Lancer fucking hey actually's him. <laughs> and he's like, oh no, yeah, you'd see a sub coming to get you. They'll surface to just come shoot at you, rather than, you know, fire a torpedo. And the captain's like, uh, the fuck? How'd you know this? Like, What's up? Like, you're right, but what the hell? <laughs> and so Lancer realized that he's done something wrong, said something Way weird. too late. Yeah, so he's like, oh, better drink my coffee. And the captain's like, hmm, oh boy, you sure sound like a U-boat commander. <laughs> and then he just drops his coffee cup. He's like, oh, fuck. I always felt like when he was drinking it to, like, quiet himself, he was like, Kermit, that's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> but then he fucks it up by, like, spitting his tea everywhere when he gets called out. <laughs> like, the biggest spit take ever. God, that's so good. Just, like, really paranoid, that's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> so he spills coffee everywhere. The major D comes over with a towel, and Miss Stanley's like, oh, no, you didn't splash anything on me, it's fine, but you spill a lot of coffee on yourself, like, good job. The major D tries to, you know, dry him off, because he spilled a bunch of coffee on himself. And Lancer just stands up, and he's like, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine, I'm fine. I have to leave immediately. <laughs> the captain and and Jerry share a look and they're like, mm, something's going on here. Lancer sits back down and the captain just kind of continues. And the camera stays on Lancer as he's just kind of staring, thinking, wondering what he's doing here. So the captain asks Jerry, uh, hey, you know, where's home for you? And Jerry's like, oh boy, it's uh, Chicago and I work for the... War production board. <laughs> dun, dun, dun! Bah, bah. He's like, oh boy, I sure am happy to go back to Chicago. Don't you know? Don't he, you know. He doesn't have one of those accents. He's but from Minnesota, huh? Yeah, you know, what if he was? What if he was? What if he was, though? <laughs> we we haven't had an opportunity to... Opportunity? <laughs> we haven't had an opportunity to do that accent. I love that accent so much. I love it so much. It's so pure. I don't get to do it much because, no. you know, you know, I'm not from there. I don't do much. I don't know anyone from involving there, Involving there. Listen, if you're listening to us and you're from, you know, 
Wisconsin Minnesota. or Minnesota or you know or one of the the Dakotas and one of the Dakotas just anywhere where this ac- accent this, happens this accent is you know email in I love to hear from you <laughs> don't you know don't you <laughs> Jerry though he's not from there Jerry no he's from Chicago no no he's just from Chicago the windy city the windy city so <laughs> Uh, the captain then asks where Lancer is from, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm from Frankfurt. <laughs> and Jerry's like, uh, you mean in Germany? And he's like, yeah, which, you know, is a cool thing to say in 1942, in the middle of World War Two, I guess. And everyone's like... Ah, cool. We're all at war with your country. Miss Stanley's like, okay, well, how long were you in England? And he can't remember, because he wasn't really in England ever. He's like, okay, I'm going to bail out of this conversation. I got to go. I don't feel good. Uh, goodbye. And Jerry's like, oh, man. I, you know, I was really hoping we could get in a poker game. I'm accidentally <laughs> doing the accent again. I don't think we really know a Chicago accent. I don't know one. So we're just gonna, it's a place filler. I can't, I can't believe he's secretly from Minnesota. <laughs> just so I can keep doing this accent. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Lancer, I was really hoping we could get in a poker game. A poker game. A poker game. Which, that's slowly turning into Irish. I'm so sorry. <laughs> To everyone. To everyone who has to hear me do voices on this show where I love doing voices. (laughs) Then later, uh, Lancer is skulking by the stairs and Miss Stanley leaves the salon and she's going back to her cabin and he calls out to her and he's like, hey, Miss Stanley, have we met before? Miss Excelsior! Miss Excelsior. (laughs) Excuse me, Mrs. Excelsior, have we met before? And she's like, no. He's like, oh, okay. Um, I don't know. Like, everybody just felt really familiar. It felt like I'd been there before. To her credit, Mrs. Excelsior is very sweet. She's like, oh, yeah, I know, I know how that feels. Yeah. She's like, when you, when you feel like you go somewhere and you been there before and I'll you know you're having the same conversations and you're doing whatever and you go into the same room and you do the same things and then it's just like yeah yeah okay cool he's like man that's weird I don't remember getting on this boat at all <laughs> like who just admits that to a stranger no he's like I was just suddenly here and Miss Stan's like do you have amnesia and Lancer says, no, 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 I know who I am. My name is Carl Lancer. I was born in Frankfurt, Germany, and I'm part of the... And he comes real close to outing himself as yeah. a member of the German Navy. Yeah. But, you know, nips that of the bud. And he's like, uh, never mind, I don't actually remember. And she's like, do you need to, like, maybe go to sleep? Like, go lay down. And he says, no, no, sleep's not going to help me because I already feel like I'm in a nightmare. <laughs> Same. My life is a garbage. <laughs> my life and is... And I don't know how to exit. 
trash garbage. I don't know how to get out of here. He's like, oh man, but there's just disaster out there in the ocean. It's waiting, and it's like we're being stalked by a U-boat, and it's awful. And it's like, hey, Lancer, go tell the captain about this. If you feel this, go tell the captain about this. No, no. No, no, no. Not at all. And then, you know, suddenly the first officer just shows up behind him and is like, hey, please come talk to the captain. And he's like, yeah. Sure. Totally. (laughs) Super, uh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So he goes up to the the bridge and the captain's like, oh, hey, Mr. Lancer. Yeah, I'm just the captain. I'm not suspicious or anything, but... What's up? Your shit is super suspect. Uh, where's your passport? <laughs> so they want to see his passport. And while they're having this conversation in front of them, the wheel man is just turning the wheel to the ship. He's dead inside. Back and forth. I don't know where they're waving, where they're weaving around all over in these waters, but he's dead inside. He's not, I don't think he's even blinking. He's no. Just, I don't think he blinks at any point in any of these bridge scenes. He's just turning the wheel. Wheel is love, wheel is life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the the title of the episode now. (laughs) For this one minor character turning a wheel, we base the whole episode title on Wheel is love, wheel is life is the episode title now. God. Uh... So they're asking him about his passport, and he's like, um, I don't have it on me right Which, now. Which, oh, that's valid. Yeah. He was just walking around, like, you don't, put, you keep it in your luggage, no yeah. one's gonna steal it on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't have my wallet. And they're like, okay, fine, just, uh, show it to me later. Because we didn't write it down before yeah. when you got on the ship, even though you don't remember how you got on the ship. And so the captain's like, hey, is there anything you want to tell us? And Lancer's like, um, how can I tell you anything because I don't know anything? And he just kind of retreads the stuff that we know that his name is Carl Lancer and he's from the Frankfurt. The Frankfurt. <laughs> the Frankfurt. And the captain's like, okay, um, all right, well, you seem to know a lot about German submarines, so what's up with that? But, you know, I guess it's fine. Yeah, 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 you can just, yeah, it's cool. So the captain's like, go, uh, go to bed. Go back to your cabin. And then once Lancer leaves, he's talking to the first officer, and he's, officer, and he's like, ah, that guy's real weird. Like, uh, uh, <sighs> keep your eyes on him, guys. Like, I didn't want to say anything, but, like, send a steward down with him to, like, get his passport, because I want to know what's up. In the next scene, it's down in Lancer's cabin, and he's unpacking his stuff, and there's a steward helping him to hang stuff up and spy on him. Right. Do you feel like you should do that thing in Bob's with with Billy Eichner's character, where he does, like, the really loud side whispers? (laughs) Spy on him! I spy for the captain, but I don't tell him. <laughs> it's my one flaw. <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, the steward's helping Lancer put away his stuff, and, uh, he picks up 
like an extra bag that has a cap in it. And he's like, oh man, is this like a war souvenir? And then it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, look at this. It's a German naval officer's cap. Is this a war souvenir? Yeah. Here you go. I'll just hang it up for you. And Lancer's like, um, give me that. Don't touch my stuff. Go away. He's like, I'll, I was just trying to hang it up for you. And Lancer's like, I'll hang it up myself. And he looks at the label inside and it's, you know, Carl Lancer, Captain Leutnant for the Kriegsmarine. Kriegsmarine! Ich bin in the Kriegsmarine! <laughs> I'm in the Air Force! I'm in the Air Force, except for the German Navy. I'm in the Water Force. <laughs> oh, you like that one, huh? That's also a good episode to have the Water Force. Oh, but then that just makes me think of Waterworld. Why was I talking about Waterworld a couple weeks ago? I don't remember what we were talking about Waterworld. I, it wasn't on here. I was just lounging in bed talking oh, no, about yeah. Waterworld. I remember I went in there for something else. I was asking you about something else and we just talked about Waterworld for like 20 minutes. I don't remember how that got started. I know I mentioned my mom. Because your mom loved that movie. Yeah, but why was I talking about my mom? I don't know. Alright, Kriegsmarina. Alright, Kriegsmarina. You know I can't do It's that. not supposed to have that, actually. I did that by accident. So we come back from the break, and uh, the captain is on the, the talking tube down to the engine room. I fucking love that tube. When, have you seen... <laughs> because, like, they have it in, like... Uh, playgrounds and such yeah, where like there's yeah, one end yeah, yeah. that you just shout into and then somebody can hear you on the other side of the yard yeah. I fucking love it <laughs> I love it so much it was one of my favorite parts of, of playground design hey, just, just yell into the tube just yell into this tube and people can hear you on the other side and mm-hmm. it's so good mm-hmm. and I guess it's also good when it's in a big ship so uh, he's yelling into the tube at the uh, engine room and he's like, uh, hey, give me full power for, like, 12 more hours. And, you know, the Scottish engineer, because this is fucking Star Trek, I guess. <laughs> uh, he's like, um, we can't do that. We needed repairs, like, two months ago. Now we're just fucking working these engines to death. It's bad. It's not good. And so he's like, um, okay, we'll just do it. So the captain talks to his, uh first officer and he's like oh boy this sucks because uh we can either slow down giving the engines a rest and then you know we're just sitting here hanging out waiting for you butt to get us or you know we drive on for like another two hours and the engines seize up because they suck you didn't let me do this months ago like they were supposed to be done and he's like oh man those u-boats are out there and he's just staring out into the, the fake fog that is... Still not telling the captain about the U-boats? No, no, no. He's staring out as what, at what is clearly a soundstage yeah. that this bridge is set up on. From a production standpoint, I enjoy the setting of this episode. Because it can be shot in a soundstage and you can just like put a weird backdrop behind them and be like, oh yeah, that's fog. Yeah. That's not just a weird gray backdrop. It's it's fog. It's fine. Yeah. Down in the salon, Lancer is just having a drink. And the old barman comes to refill his glass and he's like, hey, it's like, you know, past midnight. It, it's late. It's late and I'm an old man. Like, what the hell are you doing, dude? What are you doing? God, he probably has to stay there until everybody leaves. Everybody. Like, he can't announce last call and be like, hey, everybody get the fuck out. No. No, he has to wait until everyone's ready. He's at the whim of all of them. 
That is the life of the barkeep back then on a ship. This this poor ship bartender man. And Lancer suddenly looks down at the floor and he's like, Um, the engine stopped. Well, why? And the bartender's like, uh, or they didn't stop. They sound weird. Like, they sound labored. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're struggling. Yeah, they sound not so great. Yeah, yeah. And the barman's like, uh, they're always like that. Hey, that's not good. That's not good. That's bad. It means your ship needs a fucking tune-up. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you should hear what McLeod has to say about that. He says that they were originally designed for Lord Nelson, which he was the dude who did the Battle of Trafalgar, mm. you know. Back in 17 whatever the fuck. Fuck. It's just a joke about how old the engines are, which I appreciate. But at the same time, like, damn. And he's like, our engines are so fucking old. They're almost as old as me, a very old (laughs) barman. Who you won't let go to bed. Let him rest. And so Lancer's like, it's five past 12. Something's gonna happen at 1.15. And the barman's like, uh... Okay. How do, you, how do you know that? <laughs> sure. It's fine. Please let me rest. <laughs> and then, you know, the lights go out and come back on as the first officer comes in. And still no one is stabbed. Mm, no. Nobody gets stabbed, unfortunately. And he's like, all right, I'm here to get a tray for the the bridge. You know, we want our stuff. Give me my whiskey. <laughs> and the barman's like, yeah, we're, we're getting to it. Give me a fucking minute. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, okay, I'll wait. The barman immediately, like, slinks over to sit by the... The first officer and, like, goss with him. Mm-hmm. I literally, when I first saw that, I thought he, like, went over there and we're gonna hear, like, a loud whisper we were supposed to just ignore of him being like, what the fuck? What the fuck's up with Lancer, though? He's so weird. He's such a weirdo. And so while Lancer's kind of looking around and the two he's, of- he's not paying attention. Yeah, he's just, like, looking around. The engines just stop straight up. And so whether whether they rested or whether they seized up, I don't think ever gets confirmed. Mm. But they stopped. I think they get rested. I think so. If they seized, it would have been this big production. Yeah. Lancer's like, um... <sighs> then why? What's up? What's up with that? <laughs> and the officer's like, um, I'm sure this is just routine. Like, it's, it's fine. It's like, were you... Just on the bridge when the captain was like, um, these might seize up. <laughs> I Like, I don't know what's up. And Lancer's so convinced, he's like, um, no, we just broke down in the middle of open water. He's like, this sucks. This is bad. And the first officer and the barman are like, no, this is, it's fine. Like, it's, it's cool. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Chill, my dude. And Lancer's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> No, 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 no. A very big freak out. No. This is a big problem. We're just gonna drift until 11.15. And so there's a, like, a brief shot of the engines and, like, I, I'm still not sure if they seized up because there's, like, they move a little bit but then they stop again. So I don't know if that, that wouldn't indicate that they seized up, right? That's just, like, they rested? I think that's just them resting, yeah, and going okay. through some motions and... Slowing right. down. I don't, man. I don't, I don't know, my man. Man. So. Ships, man. There's a shot of them doing that. And then the captain's staring out the window. Lancer's sitting at the bar. And then now it's 11.15. Or not 11.15. <laughs> if it was 11.15, then they went back in time. Yeah. Oh, oh. So it's 1.15. Mm-hmm. And Lancer's like, ah, the U-boat is coming. It's coming to get ya. The U-boats are coming. 
The U-boats are coming. U-boats are going to give it to you. Fuck waiting for you to get it on your own. I try to sing to producers and you can sing DMX. <laughs> we are a show of multitudes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm about, son. Yeah. And so it's like, what the fuck were you just doing for the past hour that you didn't <laughs> tell the captain at any point that this might happen? Or even just like one of the dudes... Being like going up to the captain and be like, hey, Lancer's saying some really, really weird shit. Weird shit. No, nothing. Okay. No, no, no. It's fine. It's good. It's fine. Yeah. Great. We're all just having a good time on this this British boat. On this bitch of a boat. On this bitch of a boat. <laughs> and so Lancer's like, um, th- uh, we need to abandon ship. That's what we need to do. There's. No one else in the salon. Finally, the poor barman has gone to bed. We see our our good, good friend, the mirror shot, as <laughs> as Lancer, you know, flees his way out of the salon like, oh, fuck, I gotta do something. Yeah. Again, our other good, our two good friends, the mirror shot and the Dutch angle both show up, one right after the other, because mm-hmm. there's a Dutch angle while he's running down the street. Not the street. He's No, it's a street now. It's a street now. Uh, he's running down the deck, and suddenly the spotlight from the U-boat catches him. <laughs> and it follows him. He freaks out, because he's like, oh no! I love it's, it. It's here! I, I love his freak out in the spotlight. It's here! <laughs> like, the spotlight specifically is going to get him, and not the actual people on the U-boat. None of it. It's just the light is going to get him. So he he runs below below deck shouting. He's like, the U-boat is here. Holy shit, it's going to get us. Captain! It's going to sink this ship. We got to get on this ship. And he's opening every door and just shouting that they all need to get off this ship now. But there's nobody around. And he opens a door onto a clearly painted hallway that shows... So painted. Shows the hallway going further on down. And then he turns around and he's ranting directly to the camera that, what do I have to do? Do I have to drag you off this boat myself? Do I have to knock you unconscious? What do I have to do? And there's a a quick cut to a group shot of all the passengers who were on this boat. Yeah. And then shot back to him, and he's shook that he's you know talking to all of these pic- all of these uh, people, but no one's doing anything. And there's a shot back, and it's an empty hallway, which almost like they're ghosts. ghosts. Almost like they're all a figment of his imagination. Imagine that. It's an exchange that's best seen. I don't know if it translates greatly to our description of it, yeah. but it's. It's fun when you see it, and I do like it. It's just, it's, it's, it's just supposed to put, like, the, the melancholy and, like, why this have to happen to us, it, like, projected back at him. Yeah. No, it's, it is, it's like the reality of the thing that, like, hey, here's these dozen people that are going to die. Yeah. Because of what is about to happen. Because of what you did. (laughs) Spoiler alert, because of what you did. He did it. He did. He had to do it to him. (laughs) Stop. 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 He 
runs back up on the deck. He's like, okay, I can't deal with that thing I just thought I saw right now. So he runs back into the spotlight. He runs back up on deck, straight into the spotlight, and he goes to grab the life preserver. The life pres- preserver. <laughs> Fuck. The life preserver. Preserver. Please don't. <laughs> okay. It only mess you up more. Yes. He grabs the light, goes to wrap the life preserver, and he's like, ah, oh, yes, the Queen of Glasgow. <laughs> and then there's just the spotlight just shines right on it. Like, we got you, sucker. He's like, oh! So he, like, leans leans aside to, to get out of the way of it. He's like, hey, Potter! <laughs> Miss Stanley, Major Devereaux, anybody, what's up? Guys! My guys, help! Anybody? Guys? Why aren't we all freaking out as a group? No, this is bad! Why is it just me? <laughs> I'm all alone! <laughs> so he runs back down the deck and he's like, Captain! Steward! Dad! Anybody? And he briefly like falls against the railing and he's like sobbing and the spotlight catches him again. <laughs> Our good, good friend, the spotlight. Every time it hits him, he just flips out. He, he books it. He hates it so much. But then he uh, grabs some binoculars and shi- looks straight into the light. Mm-hmm. You know. As you do with binoculars. As you would be able to do and see, hey, it's him <gasps> on the sub. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> Me either. I don't know. And so the, the men on the U-boat are all... Getting ready to fire on this ship. And there's one Capitan who's just ordering them all around. There's the Capitan Lieutenant. Who's who, him. Who? It's him. It's him. It him. It's him. Damn. Damn if it ain't him. And so uh, the Lancer on the ship is mortified. Yeah. And the Lancer on the sub is like, hey, fire. Hey. Fire fry. Shoot these assholes. Do it. They just start opening fire on the the Queen of Glasgow. Parentheses speaks German. Yep. <laughs> so the subtitles on Netflix just say speaks German whenever he says Feuerfrei. And it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Um, you know how you want a banner that says, like, be please, out by nine or something? Please leave by nine. You need, like, or maybe you can just have it on a little shirt of, like, you know, parentheses speaks German. Fuck. Fuck. Okay. Well, coming soon to our auntie shop. <laughs> parentheses speaks German. So zest for life, love your wife, in parentheses speaks German. <laughs> Listen, I would wear both these shirts. Yeah, you would. I would. Yeah, you would. No one else would. I think the German one is vague enough that a lot of people could get away with it. But yeah. then they'd, they'd have to be like, oh, you speak German? It's like, no. No, no, no. This is from an old episode of The Twilight Zone. Parentheses, they speak German. I don't speak German. Or S.E. Sabbath still does not exist. <laughs> still doesn't exist. Maybe someday. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> Who knows? As they open fire on the the ship, we see Ms. Excelsior. Yeah! Uh, she's trapped in her cabin, which is now on fire. Yeah, she is. And she's not, screaming. Not sure how it got on fire. Uh, yeah, I don't but know. But it's, it's completely on fire. It's very on fire and she can't get out the door. And she can't get out the porthole because that's pretty small and it's yeah. too small for a person to get out. So she's just screaming. Uh, and then we say goodbye to Mr. Celsior. 
Oh, well, she did. She gets, She screamed for a little while, she, and then she, she dead. She did. Uh, two men try to jump into a lifeboat. The sub's gatling gun just shoots down the pulley, and the boat just drops. Yeah. Miss Stanley, the fire grows within and out on the deck in front of her cabin, and she's just, she dead. Um, the fire grows within is the name of Miss Excelsior's hit new album. Oh, no. I'm going to take her tragedy and make it a profit. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> All right. Everybody stay tuned for uh, The Fire Grows Within. <laughs> Coming up uh, next, The Fire Grows Within. A hit new album from Miss Excelsior, <laughs> which is your solo rap title. <laughs> <laughs> we see the captain kind of stumbling around and the bridge is filling with smoke and he can't do shit. But he turns the wheel a little. <laughs> Maybe we can sort of get away. He doesn't. It's not even a full turn. Which you know what happened to the to the fucking guy who already turned the wheel. Uh, the, we don't know what happened to the, him. The dead-eyed wheel man just died super fast. Um, but wheel is love, wheel is life. He abandoned that wheel real fast. He abandoned that wheel real fast. <laughs> you're the, you're the tipsy one, okay? Not me. Um, but yeah, whenever I watch the episode, I notice the captain like. And it doesn't even look like he's trying to hold on to it to, like, struggle to keep himself up. He's walking fine. He just turns it, like, you know, fucking, like, 90 degrees to the left. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, buddy? Turning away from the ship, I, I guess. I don't, I, don't know. Know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We see, uh... Dumb. Jerry Potter running down the deck, but then some rigging falls on him and knocks him unconscious. Like, two poles. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Potter went down fast, the wizards. <laughs> Damn, Jerry Potter, you can't use any magic to save yourself. <laughs> Weak. <laughs> Weak. God. Wizards are never supposed to be on a boat. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait. But Newt goes on a boat, though, because he's in America. Also, there's, like, the Durmstrang people who come to Hogwarts on a boat. That's a sick boat, though. That's a sick-ass boat. I thought it was, like, Durmstrang. Durmstrang. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> Durmstrang. I thought it was Durmstrang. I don't fucking care. I just always thought it was a cool name, but I never could remember it. They come here on a boat. Is the they like but surface out of boat. yeah out of the out of the lake? It's a sick ass boat. Sick, yeah, they can have this boat, but it's because it's a magic boat. No girls allowed on if, that boat. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but listen, I knew that'd rile you up. There were girls in both schools. In both schools, but you know, because nope. we had to make this dumbass gender binary. Movie, there's only girls in the French school, and there's only boys in the Eastern European school, because they're all rough and whatever. Mm, mm. It is a huge thing. Goblet of Fire was my favorite book, and it's a bad movie. It had comparatively. It it, for me, since I didn't read the book, it had I could I could I know most of the stuff that's wrong with the movie compared to the book, but I do know. That you just watch it in a movie. That's there's some good parts, but mm. yeah, it was the last book I read, and then I, I read the fifth one, but I didn't care. Mm, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the fifth one was the last one I read, and then I didn't read six or seven. I just let people tell me what happened because I didn't give a shit. Because <laughs> I was like, five just set up for six, six just set up for seven. Like it's they were no longer self-contained stories. And seven, anymore. eight, nine. So and seven, eight, nine. <laughs> um, God. Got problems with the Harry Potter series that, you know, we'll just discuss in the Harry Potter series that we have. 
<laughs> the Harry Potter podcast coming soon. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, we could. It's it's almost that's like one of the first podcast ideas we came up with was hey Liz read Harry Potter. <laughs> because I was I was reading The Dark Tower and yeah. I was telling you like the highlights and the problems and the arguments and everything and like just you know the good juicy stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> I don't have to read it. I still know about it. This is great. So, like, we we could do a Harry Potter series, but at the same time, at literally everyone on the fucking internet, read a different book. Like... I feel like a lot of people will be like, hey, I love Harry Potter. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here I am to rip it apart. That's just like what we were talking about at dinner with, like, us being our, our zodiac things and how we're both like yeah and and we just don't care listen this is a show run by a gemini and a scorpio like if you <laughs> if you don't want that you can leave come at us because we'll come right back at you 100 mm, percent. so uh <laughs> anyway anyway jerry potter gets knocked down as lancer is like looking over the the railing at the U-boat. Does he try to jump in the water and then the railing collapses or the railing just collapses? I think he does try to jump onto the railing. Okay. But also, you can it's just so obviously rigged to fall over for him. Yeah. That kind of gives away some of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is just a silly shot of he tries to jump and then the railing gives way and he falls into the water. Yeah. So he's, he's in the water now. Yeah. We, uh... Get a brief shot of that doll that he picked up off the saloon floor mm-hmm. and gave that back to that girl. And it's just floating in the water. And very briefly, you can see an arm reach up out of the depths, try to grab it, and then fall away. And that's fucking haunting, actually. <laughs> that's why he did it. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's the most effective shot in this I think episode. it's the only impactful shot in the whole episode. Oh, yeah. 100%. Because she wanted that, but then she fucking drowned. Yeah. Like, that's sad. Like, as shit. Nothing else in this episode was like, oh, my God. That and the hallway mirage people of his memories. Yeah. That, that's, those are the two shots yeah, that actually yeah. had any impact. Yeah. So, little girl drowns, but we have to establish little girl earlier in the episode. But little girl drowns is very sad. Lancer's just kind of flailing around in the water trying to swim. Uh, but, you know, he winds up going under. And that ship sinks real quick. Like, two seconds. Two seconds. Like, From I... the Titanic. This is it. Down in the water. I wish Titanic had been this short. Like... I hate Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say that right here on the record. I fucking hate that movie. I don't it's have a problem with it. bad and boring. Um... <laughs> I, I don't like how they do dry out the... The cracking of it. God, yeah. Uh, the like, splitting of it. It's a four-hour movie, and half an hour of it is just that stupid boat sinking. Like, I hate it so much. And yeah, this one. Two seconds. In two seconds. That boat gets shot. Everybody dies. It's down <laughs> in the water. It's 90 seconds. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. It's good. It's great. So, uh... It's gone, it's good, it's great. It's gone, it's good, it's great. So, like, yeah, loose lips sink ships, but it's gone, it's good, it's great, also. For the other side. For, yeah, you know. For the pe- for the people sinking the ships, it's gone, it's good, it's great. I can't believe I have to go back in time and be a, <laughs> be a propaganda producer. Um, you would fucking love that. 
Don't even front right now. <laughs> you would love some quality, that good, good propaganda. I would love... It doesn't matter what side you're on, you just love to make it. I love being a propaganda producer. <laughs> it's gone, it's good, it's great. You love that. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see right through you. Damn. <laughs> I love to make propaganda. <laughs> I'm glad we could, we, we, you could uh, come to this realization together. Oh, God. <laughs> and now you know how to, you know, go forward in your life. That was <sighs> 50 bucks. <laughs> All right. I just got to build my time machine and go back to 1940. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Start producing that propaganda mm-hmm. to really get my business off the ground. Yeah. All yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. So we get some... Uh, <laughs> Some stock footage shots of a sub going underwater. And guys in the sub closing all the doors and pushing the levers. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing all the stuff. Dumb. <laughs> to establish that we're in the submarine now. <laughs> Are we? Are we're we? not in the, sinkin- the sunk ship? We're not in the sunken place? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I don't think we're in the sunken place. <laughs> we're in the submarine. So we're in the submarine. The uh, German sub. So Lancer is hanging out in his uh, submarine office, which doesn't look like a room inside a submarine. It looks like a room inside a regular building. It's very much a regular office. Uh, yeah, because they can't make a set for a submarine. Um, they ran out of money. <laughs> he's, he's just hanging out, whistling, and uh, you know his lieutenant comes and talks to him. And Lancer's like, oh boy, how about that ship we sunk, huh? It's great. And we can see, just like, sitting in the background is the old life preserver from the the Queen of Glasgow. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that was great. I got that trophy. It's super good. Who, who like, if, okay, I'm going to call it a business, but if you're in the business of sinking ships, who takes souvenirs? Like, it's such an odd thing to me. Like, I get it. Like, yeah, cool. But you, no. (laughs) No. Lancer took it. He needed this. Oh. (laughs) And so, uh. Lieutenant Mueller, who is... Lieutenant. Lieutenant. Lieutenant Mueller. Lieutenant Mueller. <laughs> You're just making noises. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, Mueller, who is clearly an American man. Very American. Blonde-haired American man. Listen, he would play an American GI and like, fucking anything else. He's got, like, a nice lantern jaw. Yeah. He's got some nice... Coiffed blonde hair. He's just army guy for like, life. He's clearly an American GI. He's standing there and he's like real, you know, nervous and whatever. Lance is like, oh, you got, uh, you nervous? And he's like, uh, not really. I'm just a little shaky, you know, since we suck a ship full of women and children. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And Lance is like, that. uh, we sunk them with no warning. And Lance is like, oh, Yeah. You want us to warn them so they can, like, radio out where they are and what's up so they can tell everybody where we are? Like, what the fuck, you dumbass? Why are you in the Navy? What are you doing? He's like, you sentimental idiot. (laughs) And then he just proves that he is a sentimental idiot. Basically, yeah. He's like, it doesn't fucking matter. They were the enemy. And Mueller's like, um, yeah, but it's, like, hard to kill them. They're, like, civilians. Yeah, it's like, are we damned? (laughs) 
And Lance was like, uh, yeah, I'm sure the British Navy thinks so. Like, <laughs> who the fuck cares? And we was like, no, 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 my dude, my dude, like... For real. For real, though, like, in the eyes of God, like... <sighs> and the old, no, and then fucking Lancer's like, who dat? <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Oh, my God. He's like, oh, you got, like, a conscience and shit? Like, that's gross. <laughs> Cute. Get that out of my office. You some fucking mystic or something? Like, what the fuck? Um, whatever. Mueller's just here to, like, moralize everything. That's his only role ever. A hundred percent. He's like, you fucking baby. Like, so what if we're damned? What comes of it? And Mueller's like, well, like, I had this dream, man. (laughs) You know, man. You know, man. Like, what if there was a special kind of hell (laughs) for, for people who sank a civilian ship with no warning? Like... What if it was us on that ship, man? Uh... Bruh. <laughs> what if, like, you had to experience... Jesus, go back to Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it. Hold yeah, on. you have to stop laughing. What if you had to experience the death you inflicted on these people? And that's your damnation, don't you know? (laughs) Don't you know anything? Don't you know? And so Lancer says, oh, that's some mystic-ass shit. Yeah, word for word, just like that, yeah. Done. And so Mueller says, oh, man, you'd be stuck on that ship dying every day. (laughs) they would only have to die once but we would die a hundred million times since your voice is so soft it sounds like you're reading like a bedtime story (laughs) and I'm like this is a fucked up bedtime story and then they died a hundred million times and so these uh it like yeah zooms on like Lancer's face because he finally realizes yeah these words just kind of echo to him that you know You'll die a hundred million times suffering that same fate that you... And the civilians die once, but you die every time. You suffer the fate that you inflicted upon these people. Literally, we repeat the opening shots of this episode with the ship in the fog and the man on the deck hanging out. And the the closing narration kind of repeats, like, here's the the Queen of Glasgow, back at it again. And, uh, you know, it's 1942. And for one man, it's always 1942. Forever. Because he did this shit. (laughs) And for Carl Lancer, hey, that's what he gets. (laughs) Because when you open a man's life and you tally up all the stuff that he did, you gotta pay for what you've done. Mm. So here he is, paying for what he's done. He's gotta go through with this every night. Forever, forever, here in the Twilight Zone. But he said it's Judgment Day. Judgment night. Night day. Day night. It night. doesn't fucking matter. Judgment on the Twilight Zone. Judgment here on the Twilight Zone. Oh boy. And that's the episode, don't you know? Don't you know? Don't so back you know. to Hufflepuff. So Hufflepuff. <laughs> say, do you think who? What house is Carl Answer in? That's too well, Irish. I can't. That's do a this. little too. It's a little too Irish. 
Do you think this is a Hufflepuff judgment? <laughs> is this a fair and just treatment of this man who caused the death of maybe a dozen people? Oh, yeah. Probably yeah. more. Yeah. We only saw him kill a dozen people. But, you know, he was horny for that killing. He was horny for death when he was on that submarine. And all those people he killed. They how, had families. How did he actually die, do you think? Because we 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 don't see him die. We yeah. just know this is after he died. Yeah. So fuck knows he could have lived another fifty years. Killed more ships. Or you know the war ends. He goes. He lives the rest of his life just fine. But after he dies, he gets brought right back to this and be like, "Hey, you did this. Remember that time fifty years ago when you fucking did this shit? Like, well, remember? If if like." Since you said it was the middle of the war, right? 42? 42? Yeah, that was about the middle um, of the war. So he would have kept... I, if he didn't die, like, fucking the next day, he would have kept on killing ships, but maybe since the words resonated with him, he would have stopped killing civilian ships. Maybe the... See, maybe the words how don't do you, even resonate with him until after he's dead. How do you even know if it's a civilian ship or not when you're coming upon it? You don't. You just shoot it, because yeah. it's a British you ship. You just fucking shoot it. You just shoot it. I, I feel like maybe, yeah, it's either 50-50, whether they resonated with him right then and there, and he just kept killing, you know, the the warships mm-hmm. like he was supposed to, or he just kept killing fucking everybody in the mob. So did you like this episode? Eh, it was just boring. Mm-hmm. And that comes from someone who likes submarine movies. Fair enough. But it was just, it was just kind of flat. Alright. I don't know. I like this episode. He... Spends a lot of time repeating information because he only remembers those two things. Yeah. And then, you know, the lieutenant spends that time moralizing at the end that sucks. But, like, it's, <laughs> I do think it's it's a neat episode and it's interesting to think about, you know, any kind of penalty that anybody would fucking face. For, go ship, go ship, go ship! <laughs> for what they do during a wartime. There's a similar episode to this that takes place in... Like the Pacific side mm-hmm. of World War Two, where there's, I think I've seen that. And there's yeah, there's like a a young you know American. He's not a general, obviously, because he's like twelve, but he's like a young commander who like shows up. It's like the latter days of the of the war. He shows up. He's like, all right, let's go bomb those Japs in that that cave. And they're all the American dudes are like, nah, man, we're like tired. Like, we're we're good, actually. And then, like, something happens, and he, like, gets knocked out and gets flashed back to, like, earlier in the war, yeah. when literally the positions were flipped, and, like, the Americans were holed up in a cave, and the Japanese were outside, ready to go bomb those Americans out in the cave. And he's like, um, no, we shouldn't do that, all of a sudden. And it's like, yeah, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> hey, guess what? Hey, guess what? Those are people in, like... Hold up in the cave, injured and and sick and tired. It doesn't like, matter where you're from; they're people. It doesn't matter what's going on or what the ideological situation is. Like that's you know they're beat, they're done. Leave them alone. I don't know. It's they're kind of similar episodes. Mm-hmm. I like that other one a lot better than this. Well, one. we're not there yet. I know we're not there. We're yet. We're not there yet. That one's not until like season three. We're not gonna get there for a while. Just how could you spoil everybody like this? I'm sorry. I mean, we'll talk about that episode when we <laughs> get there. Obviously, yeah. no, we're just gonna skip it. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just skip whatever ones we want. 
We just do what we want. Uh, yeah, episode seven. Oh, now it's episode 13. Uh, Gremlin on the side of the plane. No, we're not watching that one. <laughs> Everyone's seen that one. JK, I decided I don't like that one. We love that one. I like that one a lot. It's good. Um, <laughs> I also think... Another thing I think is interesting about Judgment Night here is that the dude playing Lancer is, he's like super Jewish. Yeah. He was like born in Jerusalem, like 100%. I just, I think he's interesting. And they got him to be German. And then he he plays a man in the the German Navy. I don't know, I think it's interesting. Wild. He's still alive. What? Yeah. Uh, Persoff, I can't pronounce his first name. I've definitely looked it up earlier, but now I forget how to pronounce it. You with all your languages, huh? I, it's it's, you right it's now. a Hebrew first name, and I can't do it because I'm a dumb goy. Um, but Could I ask Google Translate? I did, and then I <laughs> forgot how to pronounce it. Uh, it. Well, I don't know. I don't know if so, there's a lot of things on YouTube. Yeah, there'll be videos of just how to pronounce a name. I don't know if they do Hebrew. They probably do. Yeah, but he. Um, I do it for Irish names. <laughs> Persoff is his his last name. Yeah, he's like. 92 oh, he's boy. like living out in california doing like watercolors now like nice. he's nice. he retired from acting and he does watercolors so shout outs to him everyone go buy his stuff yeah go i check. don't know what it looks like but go buy it i don't know exactly what the watercolors look like but i'm sure he's doing good yeah he's a good dude he did okay here yeah it's a bit of a strange episode yeah i'm sure he can act better than this hope so <laughs> So you want to hear what we're watching next week? Yeah. All right. Uh, next week we'll be watching episode 11. Oh, God. Oh, boy. And when the sky was opened. Okay. This is the title of the episode. Uh, the aliens came down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three astronauts. Oh, we go the other way. Okay. Yeah. Return from the desert where their spacecraft crashed, but they can't remember what happened during their flight. Hmm. So... They get back into orbit, crash in the desert? Yeah, they crash in the desert and they, like, can't remember what happened while they were in space, is what it sounds like. Okay. There's there's a few episodes about astronauts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a few. I thought this was a different one than what it was. Yeah, I'm thinking about a different one that we don't watch for a few more weeks. Um, it's not that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about I Shot an Arrow in the Air, which is some dudes get crashed on an asteroid that's a very different episode actually there's a couple where dudes get crashed on an asteroid but you know in this one some dudes come back to earth and they don't know what's up i want to see the most memorable one with like space guys but it's not even memorable for me it's just like i forget why but like they like on there on the moon or mars or something and they just can't leave anymore or like they need like a new ship to come mm-hmm. but like communications down and they see this other ship in the distance, but it's all broken down, and they get real paranoid about that. It's pretty good. It's a pretty well-made episode, so we'll watch that eventually. I don't know what season it is, but that's the only one I can think of right now with guys on a ship. Fair enough. Just three dudes on a ship. <sighs> Happy Parker's and not gay. Yeah, oh, they're right next to each other. Because <laughs> they are gay. Oh. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. You see their families and shit. Oh, okay. I mean, they still could be gay. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. We can't prove that. You can't. You can't prove anything that none of, none of these aren't gay in any episode. You can't prove that anybody's not a gay in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> it is the Twilight Zone, is it not? Mm. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. Even gays. <laughs> Especially gays. Especially gays. 
Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. <laughs> we, we talked a lot somehow. We talked a lot about an episode that we didn't really enjoy. No. But, you know. I love how we started it going, yeah, I guess we'll talk about it a little, I guess. And then we talked about Harry Potter for, like, half an hour. That's true. Oh, my God. Okay, so. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, if you would like to get in touch with the show... You can reach us at SpookySpotPod at gmail.com or at the spooky spot on Twitter. If you would like to hear me talk, for some reason, if you didn't get enough right here, because I talked a lot, you can hear me on the podcast Loop and Lottery, which comes out every week. The narration at the beginning of our episode is done by my friend Tamara. You can find her online on Tumblr and Twitter at Total Spiffage. Oh, boy. I think that's all the things. Yeah. Okay. If you you say if you'd like to email in or something. Yeah, I said the email. I said the Twitter. We'd like to hear from you. We would. We'd like to hear from you. Especially if you're from Minnesota in this episode. Oh, God, it's true. If you're We're from, sorry. If you're from Minnesota, come tell me how bad my accent is. But we do love the accent. I do love it very much. We're just tr- we're not trying to make fun of it. We're just no. still trying to learn it. No, no, no. We're not. <laughs> we're not making fun of you. I love you very much. Please know that. All listeners, all our listeners everywhere, I love you very much. And we all love accents. Yes. And we we'd like to learn if you have one. Absolutely. You can. Uh... Australians don't interact. I'm just sorry. <laughs> No, just Listen, we have Australian <laughs> listeners. I know, you, that's what I did it. You can't say that to them. Yes, I can. Okay. They think they don't have accents. I can say it whatever I want to them. All right, all right, all right. I have Australian okay. friends. I can do this. Okay. <laughs> all right, well, until next time, stay spooky. <laughs> don't you know. Don't you know.